Judges chapter 4, verse 1. Now, this is a very interesting chapter from the Bible, and we can learn a lot from it. But to some people, this chapter might seem confusing or mysterious. So I'm going to follow it up with a bonus episode that further explains it. 1. And the children of Israel again did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord when Ehud was dead. After Joshua, they've had one or two other judges, and after every single judge, they go back to evil. Now Ehud is dead, and of course, God is going to raise up another pagan king to punish Israel for their sins. 2. And the Lord gave them over into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, that reigned in Hazor, the captain of whose host was Sisera, who dwelt in Harasheth Goyim. Sisera is Jabin's top top military leader, his right-hand man, and fights all of his battles. 3. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, for he had nine hundred chariots of iron, and twenty years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. Sisera wreaked havoc in Israel, and because of his chariots, they couldn't do anything to protect themselves against him. He could just ride into town, raid, do whatever he wanted. 4. Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, she judged Israel at that time. She had children and a husband. And here she is leading Israel, just like Ehud did. No leaders were as great as Joshua and Moses, but she is a judge of Israel. People are coming to her, and she is deciding legal matters between opposing parties, just like in her court. Plus, she prophesies and tells the Israelites when they should go to battle. So she's not any less of a judge than Ehud was. 5. And she sat under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. She was an Ephraimite. The reason they called that the palm tree of Deborah is because that was her landmark on her property maybe her husband's property, but it was named after her. It's just like Abraham, he had property at the Terebinths, which were these ancient trees. It was a tree grove. So it's just a landmark that says this is his place. Well, she had a landmark too. It was a palm tree. Now, before I get further into this, a lot of people believe that the New Testament says that women are not allowed to speak in church and that They're not allowed to teach men or be leaders. The New Testament doesn't actually say that. The King James Bible says that. Now, I love the King James Bible, but when it comes to the verses about women, it does not accurately translate the pronouns and stuff. If you look in the original Greek, there are words that King James leaves out, which cause a lot of confusion. And that's why we today have these cult churches that say that all their women have to wear head coverings all the time and that they're never allowed to talk, which isn't at all what Paul said in the New Testament. I'll have to do a bonus episode on this. But women can lead, but it's extremely rare. Deborah is the only female spiritual leader in the Old Testament. And there's two spiritual female leaders in the New Testament. So that's three total in the entire Bible. That's not very many. There were a lot of women leaders in their culture because women could own businesses. The Proverbs 31 woman owns a business. So she's a business leader in her neighborhood. And there was a woman in the New Testament who sold purple cloth. So she also was a business leader in her neighborhood. But that's a little different than being a spiritual leader. The only spiritual leaders you see in the Bible, you see three of them. And one of them is Deborah. The Bible never says this, but this is my theory. 
I don't think God would have had any female leaders if it weren't for the fact that men don't always step up to the plate and honor the Lord and trust Him and obey Him. I think this was just a time in history where there was only one person willing to obey the Lord and totally honor Him, and it happened to be a woman. Remember, the donkey spoke. You know, donkeys don't usually preach sermons, but that donkey spoke to Balaam. And if the words of God come out of a donkey's mouth or out of a woman's mouth, that doesn't make it any less the Word of God. Most female preachers today, I don't give them the time of day because I believe that they're heretics. But a lot of famous male preachers today are heretics too. That's the age that we live in. So this woman, I believe God made her a prophet. This is my theory. Simply because whatever man he would have called to be the judge of Israel, that man was in sin and wasn't obeying the Lord. But Deborah was obeying the Lord. Just like the donkey. There was no man going with Balaam who would tell him the truth. So God had a donkey tell Balaam. I'm not saying women are donkeys, but I don't think they're God's first choice. But once God chooses you, you're chosen. 6. And she sent and called Barak, the son of Abinoam, out of Kadesh Naphtali, and said unto him, So this is the other interesting thing about this chapter, is men are never emasculated by women. Although Deborah is the judge of Israel, she absolutely refuses to emasculate men. She refuses to pretend she's a man, and she refuses to emasculate men. This is crucial because the two women in the New Testament seem to be of the same mind. They do lead men, and I'll go over them in the bonus episode. They do lead men, but they never emasculate men. So she has gotten a word from the Lord, and she has called a man out of the tribes of Israel, and his name is Barak, and she has called him to tell him the word of the Lord. And she said, Hath not the Lord the God of Israel commanded, saying, Go and draw toward Mount Tabor, and take with thee ten thousand men of the children of Naphtali and of the children of Zebulun? She's prophesying that the Lord has called the tribe of Naphtali and the tribe of Zebulun to fight, and for this man Barak to lead them. It's for the man to fight, not the woman. 7. She's continuing what the Lord says. And I will draw unto thee to the brook Kishron Sisera, the captain of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude, and I will deliver him into thy hand, which means your hand, Barak. She is telling Barak that God is going to have him win the battle over Sisera, the captain of Jabin's army, and he is going to kill Sisera, the captain of Jabin's army. 8. And Barak said unto her, If thou wilt go with me, then I will go. But if thou wilt not go with me, I will not go. He says, I don't trust what you're saying. So unless you're in front of me, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to believe that it's a word from the Lord unless you go in front, thereby proving that you did hear it from the Lord. He wants to hide behind her skirts. He isn't man enough to go ahead. And this explains the mindset of Israel at this time that men are refusing to be men, and that's why they have a woman judge in the first place. There was no man willing to obey the Lord and trust him enough for the Lord to call him as judge. So the Lord picked a woman. She has more testosterone than the men in her country, which is really pathetic. Now this guy has no testosterone at all. He's like, I don't believe God, therefore I don't believe you. How totally evil. Would Joshua have ever said that? Absolutely not. Joshua would have been gung-ho. He would have just charged straight into battle. So Barak is emasculating himself. She isn't emasculating him. 
9. And she said, I will surely go with thee, notwithstanding the journey that thou takest shall not be for thy honor. So now she says, okay, if you're demanding to go behind my skirts, I'll honor your request, but you yourself will not be honored. You've already emasculated yourself. For the Lord will give Sisera over into the hand of a woman, not Deborah, but he says, but she's saying, now that you refuse to trust the Lord, he won't let you kill Sisera. He's going to let a woman kill Sisera because you are hiding behind a woman's skirts. This is your judgment because you don't trust the Lord. He brought it all upon himself and went with Barak to Kadesh. She's going reluctantly because she knows that he has to fight for them to win the battle. He will win the battle overall, but he won't be able to kill Sisera. A woman will kill Sisera. So she's not going to fight. She's only going as a banner or an ensign, which is like the flag that they wave as they go to battle. 10. And Barak called Zebulun and Naphtali, the two tribes, together to Kadesh, and there went up 10,000 men at his feet, and Deborah went up with him. She's just going along for the ride. She is not going to fight. She's a human ensign. 11. Now Heber the Kenite had severed himself from the Kenites, even from the children of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses, and had pitched his tent as far as Elon Bizananim, which is by Kadesh. This is a relative of Moses' in-laws, who doesn't want to live with the in-laws for whatever reason. He wanted to go to a different area, so he's kind of living by himself. 12. And they told Sisera that Barak, the son of Abinoam, was gone up to Mount Tabor. Sisera, who is the top warrior for Jabin, he learns that Barak has now gone up to Tabor to fight him. 13. And Sisera gathered together all his chariots, even 900 chariots of iron, and all the people that were with him, from Harasheth Goyim unto the brook Kishron. He gets all of his 900 chariots. He thinks he's going to win against Barak, but he can't win because the Lord has prophesied this, that he won't. 14. And Deborah said unto Barak, Up, for this is the day in which the Lord hath delivered Sisera into thy hand. Is not the Lord gone out before thee? But she means into the hand of the Israelites in general, not specifically into Barak's hand. He'll kill all those other warriors, but he won't kill the leader, Sisera. So Barak went down from Mount Tabor and 10,000 men after him. This is 10,000 foot soldiers against um, 900 chariots of iron. 15. And the Lord discomfited Sisera, meaning made them lose the battle, and all his chariots and all his host with the edge of the sword before Barak. And Sisera alighted from his chariot and fled away on his feet. Now Sisera is running like a coward, because he sees that he's lost the battle. His army has lost. He's a deserter, literally. 16. But Barak pursued after the chariots and after the host until Harasheth Goyim, so until they reached that town. And all the host of Sisera fell by the edge of the sword. There was not a man left. But Barak and the Israelites, the Nephtalites and the Zebulonites, they followed Sisera's army and slaughtered him. 17. Howbeit Sisera fled away on his feet to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin, the king of Hazor, and the house of Heber, the Kenite. When this relative of Moses' in-laws moved away from the in-laws, he actually became friendly with the pagan king. Sisera knew this, that it would be a, like a safe house for him, and that's where he ran. 18. 
And Jael went out to meet Sisera and said unto him, Turn in, my lord, turn in to me, fear not. And he turned in unto her into the tent, and she covered him with a rug. She's hiding him. He is such a coward that he wants to hide. 19. And he said unto her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. And she opened a bottle of milk and gave him drink and covered him. Now this is an insult right here. This shows that she hated him. Her husband, Heber, was friends with the king. But she, the wife, was not friends with the king, and she hated his servant Sisera. She gave him milk because milk is salty, and it doesn't quench your thirst. He was very thirsty, and he asked for water, and she deliberately gave him milk as an insult. And in one part of the Bible, it says she gave him a dish of butter. Could have been curds, but whatever it was, it was salty cow product. It was not water. That would leave him still being very thirsty. And then she covered him again with a rug. Now she isn't covering him for his benefit. She's covering him for her benefit. And you'll see why. 20. And he said unto her, Stand in the door of the tent, and it shall be, when any man doth come and inquire of thee, and say, Is there any man here, that thou shalt say no. So he's using her and saying, You're going to lie and tell people I'm not here. 21. Then Jael Heber's wife took a tent pin. And that's the stake that you use to hold your tent to the ground. These are long pins that are eight to ten inches, and took a hammer in her hand and went softly unto him. So she's creeping so that he can't hear her getting close to the blanket. And he can't see her because he has a heavy rug over his head. And smote the pin into his temples. He's laying on his side. She puts it in the temple that's upward and hammers it all the way through his skull and went softly unto him, and smote the pin into his temples, and it pierced through into the ground, for he was in a deep sleep. So he swooned and died. He's thirsty, he's tired, he's afraid, he's a coward, and he was killed in his sleep by a woman. This is a very shameful death, especially for a warrior. 22. And behold, as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him, that's the wife, and said unto him, Come, and I will show thee the man whom thou seekest. And he came unto her, and behold, Sisera lay dead, and the tent pin was in his temples. Barak saw that what Deborah had prophesied was true, that a woman killed his enemy rather than him. Both of these men have emasculated themselves. The women haven't emasculated them at all. God used the women to fight God's battle because Barak didn't believe the word of the Lord. And Jael gave Sisera milk and a blanket just like a mother would a child, except this time it was for his death. 23. So God subdued on that day Jabin, the king of Canaan, before the children of Israel. 24. And the hand of the children of Israel prevailed more and more against Jabin, the king of Canaan, until they had destroyed Jabin, king of Canaan. They won the battle that day, killing Jabin's top man and many of his warriors. But they had to fight several more battles before they were able to completely conquer Jabin's kingdom and kill him as well. And that concludes... Judges chapter 4.